98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Ferns and Gambo talk Diamondbacks baseball with a D-backs broadcaster, The Booth. Nothing against the other broadcasters. And I love them all. I love having Steve Berthium on. But I get excited when we get to talk to my boy Gracie. get real excited when we get to talk to Mark Grace. A lot I want to talk to him about today. So we'll talk some D-backs baseball. Bernsey's out. Steve Zinsmeister filling in. I'm Gambo. Mark Grace joins us on our program. Gracie, how are you? Good afternoon, gents. What's going uh, on? I cannot wait to talk to you right now. now okay. Listen. Well, I was going to say, uh, you must need a loan or something. What's going on? No! Come on. And I, no, I got to listen. I, I, you know, me and my friends chipped in. We we all bought like uh, you know one hundred and eighty dollars worth of the Mega Millions. So I'll be getting my villa in Lake Como tomorrow. You're free to come anytime you want. Oh my gosh, that's uh, I've, I've actually been fortunate enough to have visited Lake Como. Oh my gosh, I would I would go back. I would live there if I could. Me too. I got married there. Did you really? I got married in Lake. I'll send you a photo. Yeah, I got married in Lake Como. Oh uh, man. Yeah, at the vi- at the Villa Carlotta. The whole wedding was in Italian. My wife didn't understand one word. <laughs> it was that's bad. the perfect wedding. It was perfect wedding. She doesn't. She doesn't even know if she's married right now. I, I want. I want to get into this. Listen, everybody knows how great of a hitter you are, right? You had more hits and doubles than any player in the '90s. You batted over 300 in your career. But I also remember you as one of the great defensive first basemen. I'm not going to say you were as good as Keith Hernandez, but you because were. Because I wasn't. You, I, I was good, but I wasn't as good as uh, Max. Max was the best. He's the best I ever saw, Hernandez, especially when he came over from that trade to the Cardinals and the Mets, and getting yes. to watch him every day. He was so. But you were great, like. You were, I mean, you won a bunch of gold gloves. You were a great defensive first baseman. So I'm going to get into this. Christian Walker, like the trade deadline's coming up. The Diamondbacks have two years of control. There's a lot of calls coming in right now on Christian Walker Are because there? of the power number. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because of his power numbers. I know the average is down, but he's, you know, he's a right-handed power hitter. Teams are looking for that. And he is a great defensive first baseman. You had a chance to watch him over the last couple of years. I want to get your evaluation of him as a player, I think he's a. I think he's a, a, a very good player. I think he's a. He's a. His value obviously is um, is not only not only can he play first base, but uh, you know, most of your here's the problem, Gambo. Most of your good teams that are looking to improve uh, their ball club here, you know, down the stretch, most good teams have a very good first baseman and. A very good DH, and that's where that you know. Usually, your lesser teams might be looking for a first baseman or a DH, but so that's that. I think Christian would be a, a significant upgrade uh, for a lot of teams uh, because of, because of his uh, potential to change a game with one swing of the bat. But the only problem is, I just don't know how many contenders need a first baseman or a DH. I mean, the Mets have really struggled with Dominic Smith that's and JD Davis, a designated hit. I mean, I could see the Mets trying to get in on uh, Josh Bell and Nelson Cruz, maybe try to get C.J. Crone from Colorado. I mean, Baltimore may not make a trade now because Trey Mancini, with Trey Mancini because they're playing so damn well. They're playing I, really well. I just, what about the average, though? Does it bother you that, I mean, listen, I, I grew up in an era with Dave Kingman, so I know what it's like to have a guy that hits 200 to 220 but knocks you in 30 to 40 home runs. They were a dime a dozen. Everybody had one. The, two, the 204 average, is, is that concerning for you at all? Um, no, because for me it's been a really hard 204, for lack of a better phrase. Okay. Now, now 
I, it, for, for me, you know, we come, you know, I don't know about you, if you've, if you've changed along with, uh, with the, the numbers people, but, you know, it, if I hit, if I hit 270, I was embarrassed. And, and, well, you, but you were a corner infielder. You yeah, could hit, and, you and, could hit 27, you could hit 240 now, if you were a good shortstop and, and, or second baseman. And, and think, and think about this, because you're a New York guy, you're a Yankee guy. How the hell is Joey Gallo a Major League Baseball? He shouldn't player? be. I can't stand him. You know, I can't like, stand that's him. Where, that's where the game has, has gone now is I don't care if you hit 150. If you hit 35 balls in the seats, you're valuable. Okay, so if you get 550 plate appearances, 550 plate appearances, you hit 35 balls in the seats, you're still making 525 outs. Right. Think about that. You yeah. Know, but, but yet that guy's got value? I mean... I mean, no. crazy guys like Rob Deere would hit you 30 home runs every year and bat 210. Yeah. 180, 190, 200. I mean, those guys, they were literally, baseball in the 70s, 80s, and 90s always had guys. And strike out 200 times. That would strike out 200 times, <laughs> hit 210, but you hit you 30 home runs. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny, you mentioned Dave Kingman. Dave Kingman struck out about 140 times a year. God, that's that's... That's nothing these days. No, you know, striking out 140 times. So, so the point being is you're preaching to the choir. Uh, I think that part, the baseball has gotten so much more boring, uh, especially offensively, because you know, remember the the beauty of hitting behind the runner. Remember the the beauty of a well executed hit and run play, or or you know, or you know, going first to third. Uh, you know, the the dynamic going first to third. Now they don't care about going first to third because somebody's just going to go up and try to hit the so, next hit the ball in the seats after this. So so offense has become so 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 much more boring now. So you're going to love this story. So so my kids at a baby, my kid plays for the T-Rex for a uh, Rex Gonzalez's oh, team. Yeah, yeah. My, my both my sons played for Rex. Yeah, so we play for so we play for so we're out in California, we're at Huntington Beach, we got a baseball tournament going on. We're watching the game before us cuz we got to play the winner. Nolan Arenado's dad has a team. Arenado's dad has a team. Okay. So they're in extra innings, and they've got the bases loaded. Nobody out. The inning before, they had the bases loaded. They hit into a double play, catcher to first. So they got the bases loaded. I'm sitting there like, I don't know why anybody doesn't suicide squeeze. I don't know why anybody doesn't squeeze here. Like, why are you trying to hit? What if you hit a line drive or a pot, like, or strike out? Get the bunt down. They laid down a perfect suicide squeeze to win the game, and I couldn't have been happier watching that. Yeah, and and it, but it, you you that is something that once again the beauty of the things that I mentioned and you just talked about the, the the suicide squeeze it's such a cool play and 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 yes the, and, and it's a it, it can be a dangerous play you got to have you, you got to have some stones to put that play on but you also have to have players that can pull that play off you have to like like even guys that don't hit home runs they're crappy bunters now guys right. like like they're, like they're just crappy bunters and uh, you know, even though I didn't bunt very often, I, I know for a fact when I was called to bunt, I got you the damn could. thing down. You could, I, I, you know, I, and I, not I, right I, back to the pitcher. Thank you. And so, 
So that it's just that that part of that the the baseball that we that we loved and grew up with, Gambo. It's it's no longer, unfortunately. Yeah, leave me with leave me with this. The Dallas Keuchel experiment didn't work. They're no. probably going to go with Corbin Martin now this weekend. I'm looking forward to him. But just give me your thoughts on why it didn't work for Dallas Keuchel. I I just think uh, yeah, the, the old you know. The man upstairs only gave you so many bullets. You know what I mean? Especially, you know, for every Randy Johnson that can that can pitch for, you know, or Nolan Ryan that can pitch for 20-some-odd years in the big leagues, uh, there's a million guys that can't pitch for that long. And uh, I think Dallas has kind of come to that. Uh, he's he's out of bullets. His stuff, his stuff to me, uh, just watching from watching from the outside, his his stuff just wasn't sharp. I when I was a coach, he was winning Cy Youngs uh, with the Houston Astros when I was coaching down for the Diamondbacks, and I would watch his stuff from the from the dugout, and I'm like, oh my God, this guy is electric. I mean, even though he was never a you know a flamethrower or anything, his stuff was just electric at the sink. And I just think the the stuff is flattened out. And if you're a sinker baller and you're you're and you're not uh, you know keeping the ball down like he had in the past, you're gonna you're gonna get hammered in the big leagues. You know that. Crazy, you're an absolute treasure, man. I I honestly could talk baseball with you for twelve straight hours. Love and, and we and we have and we will. I love having you on, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk soon. So long, guys. I'm going to send you those photos of Lake Como.